excuse me while I whip this out. Dirty Radio Classics. Coming up next, it's this, that, and the other. This, that, and the other. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him the way lightning precedes thunder. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Troy Patrick Farrell. The most interesting man in the world. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Let's start the party. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Welcome to This, That, and the Other with your host, a true rock god. Come on, man. Troy Patrick Farrell. Now get ready because here comes the host. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Troy Patrick Farrell. His name is Mud. All right, well, hey, what's happening? Uh, this is that, the other radio show, Dirty Radio.fm, Channel 2, Dirty Radio Classics. We are live and alive. If you are tuned in right now between 2 and 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time, you're tuned in live right now to this, that, and the other radio show here at Dirty Radio.fm. We've got two channels there. One's Dirty Radio, and the other one's Dirty Radio Classics, and you are at Dirty Radio Classics. You swipe left. You hit the play button, and here we are. You can also find this show and the station 247365 by going to my website. Super simple. DrummerTroy.com. There's a player right there on the main page. You just click, click pay. Play. Hello? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, right out of the gate. Anyway... Good thing they don't pay me for this. Uh, hey, it's Troy Patrick Farrell here. May 3rd. May the 3rd be with you. Said no one ever. Today, I've got uh, my friend and awesome drummer from the band Rat, Bobby Blotzer. And uh, in light of the Atlantic years being released with a collaboration of BMG and Rhino Entertainment... The Atlantic Years, five albums of Rat, the ones that were on Atlantic Records, come out June 9th. And uh, so in light of all that, we're going to talk about what that means or maybe doesn't mean for Rat. It would be a shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame. Shame. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Blotzer about what he's been doing. Stephen Piercy, in a recent interview, says he is semi-retired. Which? And, uh, but, you know, listen. Does, does the fact that they're releasing their massive hits in a... Sort of a box set, if you will. We'll get all the details on actually what it is. Um, 
Does that mean possibly something for the remaining four guys? You know, we, d we don't know. We're going to find out. That's what I'm going to find out, despite the fact that you've lost all confidence in me and this show right now. Oh, my God. I've lost the confidence in me and this show. <laughs> Jesus criminy. We're going to have Mr. Blotzer on. We are also going to talk about some news. The Rock Hall of Fame inductees have been inducted. Well, they got picked. It seems like based on who got inducted, nobody wins here. <laughs> nobody. Nobody rides for free. I will continue to make rat references throughout this show, and you can't stop me. So anyway, uh, this, that, and the other radio show, Troy Patrick Farrell here, live and alive from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know, there's been a lot of ups and downs in the rat camp, and uh, I think it's exciting that this collaboration of BMG and Rhino is putting out the glory years of Rat and all those great songs. And I got to say, even after the heyday, as they say, uh, the material remained top notch. And, uh, you know, it sounded like Rat and the songs felt like Rat. But when you hear Stephen Piercy out there, even as uh, recent as the within the last couple weeks, he simply doesn't seem to think that Rat exists post the passing of Robin Crosby. And he also, in the same sentence, sort of says, we don't have it together, but if we got it together, I would like to get it together, but we can't get it together. So I will be waving the flag for this rat release June 9th. And it doesn't seem like it's out of the question that if the four remaining living members would get together Maybe there's Carlos Cavazzo back on guitar. I, I don't know. The last time I saw him, he was driving a Ferrari with his wife. So I, maybe he's happy there. I don't know. But it would be interesting to see what it would take to get these four remaining members uh, back in a room together. And, uh, and not the ring. And no ding of the bell uh, for round one. I, I'd be curious to see if there is somebody that can do that. And, and what it would take to get them to get together to go out and perform these songs in uh in in the glory that they are uh i i will note that uh in recent uh months piercy's been going out there i feel like he stepped up his vocal game he's sober he's living here in vegas i don't know maybe it's the air in vegas maybe it's doing him some good but he's out there rocking with his solo band and uh you know doing the best he can to represent rap but uh i i don't know while he does have the voice can can the four guys get together i don't know We'll find out here uh, coming up soon in about 15 minutes here. This, that, and the other radio show, Dirty Radio.fm, Channel 2, Dirty Radio Classics. It is Troy Patrick Farrell, uh, the host with almost the most, uh, but we're getting it together, all right? We're putting gas in the tank, and we're going to roll until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bobby Blatts are coming up very soon, right after the top of the hour. All right, hey, we are back live here, uh, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are rocking, just getting in to the core of the show here, right into the middle, just about there. And uh, Bobby Blotzer from Rats is coming on the show right now. A uh, few reasons why we're talking, a couple, one of them being that BMG and uh, Rhino Records are 
going to release the Atlantic Years. That's going to be five albums. Uh, the Atlantic Years, 84 to 91. And that uh, is a limited edition box set celebrating Rats' massively successful period where all five of their studio albums were certified gold, platinum, or multi-platinum, of which I have one in my poker room. This comes out on June 9th, and uh, it's going to have all five albums remastered on 180-gram black vinyl. Uh, Nobody Rides for Free, 7-inch single, a uh, one-page replica tour book featuring rare and never-before-seen photos from Rat's personal archives. I wonder if they, and we're going to get into this, um, since they have not been together, who collaborates to put all this stuff together? Do they get together for this? I'm kind of curious. There's going to be an 11 by 17 wanted poster. Obviously, the big hit, Wanted Man. Bumper stickers, replica backstage pass, and a uh, guitar pick in a custom lift top box. Hey, the CD set features all five of the studio albums in a uh, side loading box. And uh, that includes, of course, the original members, four of which are still there. And uh, one remains in our memories. Uh, every time we hear those songs, it's the five guys. And. Uh, so, yeah, let's get uh, Mr. Bobby Blotzer on the phone, and we're going to clear up uh, a few things that are going on. i got a couple questions. Kind of wondering what's going on. This is a pretty massive thing to happen, and to not hear that there's a, a tour being announced in conjunction with it is, is quite interesting. So let's get him on the telephone right now, uh, phoning into Southern California. This, that, and the other radio show. It is Troy Patrick Frail here on Dirty Radio dot fm channel two dirty radio classics oh yeah oh yeah call mr bobby blotzer drummer of rat let's see if he answers if not uh we'll play some more music oh i feel like he's there bobby blotzer from rat how you doing buddy i'm all good baby what's shaking not much man (laughs) I, i appreciate you coming on my little show and actually talking some rat with me because there is you know, quite a, a thing happening uh, one month and a week from today, and that is the Atlantic Years being released, those five massive <clears throat> classic albums. And, no. uh, and, and you know, I, I kind of feel like that part of it is very exciting, but I feel like there should be another announcement coming up. And I don't know if you're here to tell me that there would be, but I sort of expect that, you know, wh- where are the tour dates to support this? Because... I got to tell you, and and like your friend of mine, Eddie Trunk, said, you know, toe-to-toe, song-to-song, we both agree that Rat, musically speaking, hit-wise, the videos, I would say is a step above Motley Crue, who are out there doing stadiums with Def Leppard. So where does that put Rat? Is there any possibility that the four remaining members will ever get back together to celebrate the history? Well, that's the that's the long time golden you know question, isn't it? Now, I mean, uh, okay, you just hit me right out of the gate with this thing. I feel like I just got my hands up in the air. Don't shoot, okay? So, uh, yeah, fuck, I don't know, dude. You know, I'm always hoping that this is going to go down for my own peace of mind. You know, in my sleep at night when the rat mares that I was having for eight years doing the litigation was were pretty disturbing, you know? And, uh, you know, it's better now because it's all over, that bit of it. So now that it is over, that is where it should, everybody should just brush it off, you know? Not, you know, if we could go have a war with Japan and then sell their fucking TVs, you know, 10, 15 years later, I think 
rack and get up there and shake their butts, you know, make some money, make the people happy, the kids come out, etc. you know. So, you know, we're talking. Me and Steve talk about it all the time, you know, and then, uh, you know, we're trying to get a hold of Warren. We, we, we have somebody in our ring, so to say, in a corner who's hopefully going to work with us, uh, for us and with us on a managerial level. And he has reached Warren by the telephone, and, which we haven't been able to do. It's okay, you know. If he doesn't want to talk, he doesn't want to talk, you know. But he, I think he knows that me and Stephen want to do it. I, there's some complications, and I don't want to speak for Steve and stuff, but him and his partner, you know, uh, Mr. Crucier have some, you know, sloppy ends to tie up before this happens with or without. I don't, it's, it's just too uh, vague right now to speak of. It has to happen though. I mean, if it doesn't happen with this new release, you know, which is a pretty, we've had other greatest hits, probably like five or six of them. I don't even know. I don't keep count. I just uh, look at the, what's on the check when they come in, but um you know, it's this one's a big one. So it would be great if we were doing this. I would hope we would do it next year. Obviously, it's late in the year now. Getting to be late in the year, it's too late to mount a tour, which is generally booked the year before, you know, around August, September, the previous year. Next year's 40 years since Seller came out. So that's when I, I, I hope we do it then. If, you know, if we don't, I feel like it's inevitable that I... I don't know, you know, I think everybody's got to realize that the fans, you know, want to see this, this outfit one more time up there in all the glory, you know, and yeah, like when you talk about Motley on this outset here, you know, Rats always crushed Motley musically, you know, um, I think they got more press, you know, uh, movie stars, you know, high explicit sex, murders and shit. <laughs> So they were always in the magazines, and you know what? I mean, they deserve what they got, but uh, you know, I, I don't think they want to go toe to toe with us. That's for sure. Well, you know, let's let's talk about that because Motley has, in some way, been able to celebrate their drama by you know the dirt and and the movie and getting back together and and sort of the ins and outs of these guys having their issues. Vince having his issue. Nikki died. You know, Tommy has had problems with uh, you know in, in in marriage and spousal abuse and. You know, just all sorts of stuff, but somehow they are able to get back together. Bands like Journey are currently on a tour right now where the singer is just <laughs> waiting to be fired. You know, you've got Neil on one side, Jonathan Kane on the other, both equally suing each other, for, but yet they're out on tour. So what happened where, you know, whatever drama happens in these rock and roll bands that, you know, what makes a journey in a Motley Crue still tick and be as big, if not bigger than they've ever been, where a rat is like, you know, where, you know, where are they? Why couldn't that get figured out? Or is it lack of uh, managerial guidance to go, hey, all right, we've got whatever drama internal, let's harness it and use it as energy to get out there and expound on that. What, what's the difference between what happened with Rat versus a Motley and a journey that's out there right yeah, now? I get you. That's a good question put in that sentence there, that long sentence. Listen, I mean, it's not, you would never think that someone, you know, as huge and widespread as Journey would, you know, succumb to this kind of, you know, internet babble 
Now, I take my, my, I know that I was on the internet at times, quite a few times, thanks. And I was airing Dirty Laundry Man because I was not letting certain people like Steven and that sort, you know, I'm quitting the band, I'm going out to play the tune. It's not going to, it's not going to go without somebody understanding that, you know, this isn't reasonable to us, the other guys in the group. So that's either way. I wish I would have, in hindsight, not spoken up. But I can tell you this: like with Journey, and I'll, I'll tell you a couple more bands that my attorney handles. Um, he he was handling uh, the Rascals, which was a '60s band, you know, with a lot of hits. And uh, Mark Farner of Grand Funk, they have litigation going on, and it's insane because these guys, the Rascals, are like 80, and some of the guys were actually laying in the hospital bed with a litigational thing going on in the court. It's, it's a joke. It yeah. really is. It's taken the, the life out of me as far as the love of the game here. You know, I, like I, I can't bring my, I'll come back with the mothership rat, but I'm not really set up to go, Hey, let's put something together. Carrie Kelly and Robbie Crane or whomever, you know, I just I went through so much in in that litigation, and that wasn't the first one because we were at it with Stephen in 2002 for two and a half years in federal court. It was intense, and it was costly, and it just what it cost you in your spirit and your heart and your soul. That's that's where it broke down for me. So right now, you know, I'm kind of a kind of retired. You know, I I know I can go out and rock and tour, but it would have to be starting with rat. I think you know because that's the, the level I want to do that. And I think we've had some pretty huge offers. I mean, we had, and this is no joke, we had a million two fifty offer to open a new arena. And everybody turned it down. I couldn't, I was shocked. I was like, man, these are the kind of decisions that chipped away at the, you know, the infrastructure of doing business in the band, you know? But I don't have any, you know, really grudges that I can carry around anymore with these guys. I just don't. It's not healthy. And, uh, you know, I do love Rat. And I love the guys. I know if we all got into a room and we were looking eye to eye, everybody would start laughing and cutting up jokes. And, you know, it would be a little awkward at first. But I, I've been there and done it with this, you know. I mean, a band that's been around this long, we've done this. Been there, done it. Been there, you know what I mean? So, I I, I don't know why we can't do it when others probably more salacious and dysfunctional, like a Motley crew, you know, I don't know. I, I have one theory. I'll lay this on you and then you go to your next question. But my theory is you can't be a democracy in a band. It doesn't work. You got too many people voting too, It's just, you need a leader. And I think that's what, Motley has with Nikki Six and Alan Kobach, their manager, our old manager. You know, those two lead the, the charge. Nikki's always led the charge. And you know what? They listen and they they know where the, the, the big stuff is. They still want it. Some of us maybe in this band don't want it. I don't know. I don't talk to Juan, although I did shoot a call out to him. Left him a message, but I never heard back. And that's okay, you know. He's always been one hour late since we were 16 years old. <laughs> Maybe he's just late getting back to me right now. 
I got a good family, you know, surrounding me here, you know, Tanya, Jameson and Briggs and the cats and the dogs and the silver spoon <laughs> and all that, you know, it's all, it's all great. But there's that part of me, man, that has to get those, you know, dancing feet up on that stage, you know? Well, you know, usually it's, you know, the, the motivation is the money and they figure out, all right, the stages are plenty big. We can all be up there and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll roll in. You know, if the show starts at 9, I'll walk on stage at 8.59. If the show ends at 11, I'm on my bus at 11.01. And, and that's something I saw firsthand on the Motley Tour that I did uh, opening up for them in 2014. So, you know, if a huge offer to o- open up, uh, you know, an arena for, you know, over a mill isn't motivation enough. What do you think from, <laughs> from your perspective, you know, maybe the timing of that was all wrong. Maybe now, you know, when people need money, it's, it's more of a motivation, but now the offer's not there. But what do you think is getting in the way of you guys getting in a room going, listen, you know, we're all at our age there is a massive release coming out. I mean, not even oh, yeah, just, yeah. just the CDs coming out, but also, you know, the, all the packaging that, that's coming with it. It's very old school, celebrating the way music was delivered to us and celebrating the music of Rat. What, will it, what would it take for you? It seems like you're willing to get into the room. Piercy's willing to get into the room. And I don't expect you to speak on behalf of anybody else, but what do you think the missing link is to get the four remaining... of members of rat into a room to just go hey can we get up there and do this all right let's see uh well like i said a few minutes ago warren has stated you know to somebody that if we do this is likely going to be you know holding down the managerial position and he said he was willing to get in and listen you know which is way more than he's uh said he said nothing really i mean i only hear tidbits from mutual friends you know that he he speaks to so i can't speak to he just kind of says he's he's done i don't know if that's really where his heart is i don't know he is see we make good money sitting on our asses at home you know and it's been really a blessing that our royalties have grown in such a way that you know it's it's lucrative not going out it's and then for the mind baggage that certain people think it's going to entail, which history, you know, has proven that that happens. Uh, that might be the fear factor. And I hope that that, if we can all get into a room, simply it would dissipate very quickly, in my opinion. And everybody knows how well we are received globally still to this day. And, New fans, old fans. I mean, every all the shows from, band, you know, like the Motley and Def Leppard run and whatever. And even when we were out there, you know, the last on the last run, there's so many young people that they get right up to the front of the stage, just like we did. All of us out there, when we were kids, go to a, a concert. We'd always make our way up in front. So I would, I could, I could see that from the stage. It was pretty awesome. And I want to, I want to deliver. You know, I got, I still got game in me. I'm just need those guys to bring it out or somebody nobody has i'm, I'm soured after that eight-year litigation nightmare fuck <laughs> yeah it's uh it tainted tainted everything up for me well let me let me ask you about that not necessarily the litigation it's been litigated enough but do you have any mm, regrets or do you think 
the situation between the four remaining members would be any different now had you not gone out um, as Bobby Blotzer's rat experience, which morphed into uh, a version of rat, which, by the way, I think was I think represented the brand and the band in those songs very well. And I, I think that's what a Stephen Piercy strives to do. And, and uh, you know, but I also feel like for him, listen, it's easy for the singer to go out and do these solo bands and, and be their name and play the music. But I still feel for him, even though he's in some ways accepted the fact that the four of you guys may not get back together, that he, I still feel the urge to do that is, is in his mind. Do you think things between the four of you guys would have been, would be any different now had that not happened? Well, it wasn't just that, that, I mean, that's one of the factors in uh, the aggravation level that I did take that out, you know, but I was the one trying to, I don't really want to rehash that whole story. Of course not. It just, it, it's got to me gut wrenching, but of course I think that that, see, there were things after that where, you know, when those three guys, you know, got me out, voted me out after the courtship, then they bounced Warren out. So it was a flip of the power and the control. So I think to some degree that plays into it it doesn't with me i don't care as long as i'm getting even money even voting rights let's go you know but man it's hard it's hard to, to think what's holding this up you know i mean I, there's stuff i wouldn't say out in public that i have my thoughts about but i don't know it's all a big guess it's gonna happen i think i, I can't imagine it's not next year would be the year it's good for the 40 anniversary, like I said. Well, you know, Piercy's out there, you know, representing and flying the flag, uh, as he's done on and off for decades. And uh, Warren gets out there occasionally and does the uh, Kings of Chaos. Have you done any jamming at all? I mean, you have done some with Stephen Piercy, in fact. Yeah, well, you know, I've sat in with a few of my friends' bands when I've gone to see them. It's, you know, just, it's, you know party band and clubs kind of thing but uh no i haven't wanted to you know i have i've been coming out of a ptsd world here from that but steve and i jammed with him that was great you know and he him and i were gonna pull together and go tour and he's like well let's wait and see if we get this wrapping on his feet first but at first when we were talking about that my position was, you know, look, you need a new band and you definitely, there's somebody working for you that I can't even come to a gig as long as he's in that same breathing air. And, uh, you know, till then, we just talk on the phone and we're bros and we're longtime brothers and I respect them and love them and I know he does with me too, you know. I would pull together with him if, if, if we could come to term agreement if, if, if Warren says I'm never fucking going up in those terms then I would say to him let's me and you pull forces together and bring it you know with the integrity in which I tried to do with my version in 16 we worked hard we rehearsed hard to bring that show to that level and people got it they got it real quick and they they were all about it you know well, you know, it's it's interesting you mention, you know, when when uh, the members sort of go off and do their own thing, they they build their own camps. You've built your camp. Uh, Piercy has his camp behind him, 
And, uh, you know, one thing you and I have, you know, off the record spoken about is, is there one person, you know, you mentioned, you know, Kovac, or is there one manager or one guy that would be, that all four people can trust to have the interest of Rat and not any one member? Because, you know, Piercy can't come yes. in his camp into the party because <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Piercy, Piercy doesn't have a camp, really. He, he's got his partner, which is his wife, and Christy, and she's great, man. She is really, I think, brought Stephen into a different realm. You know, he's cleaned up uh, everything. Yeah. And he looks good and singing good out there. Looks yep. great. You know, I mean, Stephen needs musicians surrounding him to play our music like we do, you know, which that's, in my opinion, not there yet, but um, who who is the um, you know the mother Teresa that could bring the four of you guys together and say hey listen I don't represent I don't represent Blotz or the Dalai Lama I don't re- represent Warren or Stephen or you know, oh, one hour man. late but I, I represent Rat and you guys are going to work for the band Rat and not for each other is there somebody out there that can get this together? There is I think but there never has been before because. And see, it's kind of odd. I, I, I need to with, withhold my thoughts because right out of the gate, I want to just go, you know, hey, in the past, all of us would get on the phone, chew the, the ear of the manager for an hour and a half. Two hours later, the phone rings, it's, it's Bobby. Then it's this guy. You know what I mean? So that sort, sort of thing, I'm willing to just go one week, one meeting with everybody for an hour on Friday or something like that. And let them do the manager. Yes, and that, as I stated on the outset, there is somebody that we all respect who's a known manager right now that is behind the scenes pulling very hard to and wants this to happen. And so many people there. It's amazing how many people that I know and just not just fans, but my personal friends. They say things and they. Make it like, well, why can't you guys? And like you were saying, just you know, get their ten minutes for the gig, which I have been doing for the last twenty years. You know, I I stretch out and warm up in my hotel room. I get dressed. I I get into a car that picks me up, brings me backstage. I'm ready to go within five minutes. And then afterwards, you know, just I I, I just do that to decompress. And I thought they had a problem with any sound or with anything on there. I don't want to when everybody's all fired up from the stage and the adrenaline go, hey, dude, what was happening over there in Love and Use the Dirty Job? You fucked that up. See, that's when it gets <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah. So, for anybody, for any band, you know. But we got somebody, and let's hope that... Right now, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews, you know, for Warner Music on this. They've been sending me a list of stuff that I'm going to start doing that'll be coming out, I guess, in you know the next few months. But... Uh, I hope those guys are too. You know, I, I had to spend about 10 months to get everybody to even speak up about a deal with Warner that we were doing. And I couldn't even imagine why they were not doing that. I had, we all got the same letter. So there's some internal business, you know, and, uh, but it was for our best interest. So I just wish everybody would take the band as their best interest for their business interest and their, artistic endeavor you know because it's way bigger than any one of us will ever be you know 
Well, and, and, and that's really kind of the point is it's, it's about rats and not any one person. And I think once everybody can somehow find a way to get beyond that, then you guys are out there for the rat. Um, what what uh, involvement did you guys have individually or collectively with this release coming out June 9th, the Atlantic Years uh, on BMG Rhino? Um, you know, because it, it notes that there's a little bit of a tour book and some photos from the personal archives. Did you guys somehow individually or collectively get together, put this together, or did you guys not have very much involvement with it? Well, I can start with my uh, position on that. I was involved in the get-go to this moment, you know, in the designing of the cover. The idea, the concept uh, the concept for the cover was my idea. Um, and then, thankfully, all the members shipped in. There's a lot of pictures that have never been out that are personal photos, etc. Backstage, in the studio, on the road, all that kind of thing that are kind of fun. My idea was to have sort of an Exile on Main Street cover scenario for each of the records of the five records that are coming you know they're going to be vinyl and cd box sets then they're new mastered newly mastered and uh you know it was i spent a lot of time on on this and i appreciate that everybody else got their head into the game too it's a good it sounds incredible and it's a fun package you know Hopefully, who knows, we can do a new record. We always have material, and we always work up material like that. That's never been a problem. Well, you know, something, I mean, uh, you know, Piercy said in a, re- in a recent interview was, uh, you know, ultimately, he it seems that he kind of really feels that the only real rap music are these five albums, and anything post-Robin... He, he just doesn't really quite embrace it. So I'm curious to see what your response is to that. And then also, what would that mean for him thinking that moving forward, maybe even just recording a new single? How do you guys get over that hump of him really? Because it seems like he really, uh, like everybody else in the band, I'm sure, um, misses Robin, but feels that anything post-Robin doesn't count. And, and what would that mean for new music down the road, even if it was a single? I think that, I don't agree with Stephen's position on that in any way, shape, or form. Well, let me rephrase that. No, I, there's a couple things I don't like, and uh, it, it changed when Robin was out. The chemistry changed for sure. It wasn't for the better, um, but we still had great songs. I mean, were they as great as the first couple, two, three, four records? You know, I don't know. Probably not but they were still good. I think Steven has said that so much and told himself that much that he just won't have a part of believing that the, the other records do have, you know, merit. I mean, let's face it. Detonator came out in, 19, in 1990 and right when it was getting released, it was just changing over to 91. And that's when all, you know, things were changing musically. And, the label thought that was going to sell 5 million copies. And this is what they were saying to us, you know, and I don't know, you know, I was like, okay, great. <laughs> that would be nice. Sure. But, uh, you know, it just got, it got dumped like everything did. It's still, you know, sold just under shy of a million. It's probably over a million by now. I just haven't got my platinum yet. Atlantic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a tight band as long as, you know, Stephen, Warren, and me are up there surrounding ourselves and 
want them there, great. You know, just get along, everybody. That's all you got to do. Yeah, well, I mean, easy enough to me. You know, a lot of bands are celebrating, you know, they're out there celebrating their catalog. And if there are any fallen members of the band, uh, they're celebrating them or guys that are no longer part of it. And, you know, we're, we're coming to that age where, you know, just last week, Aerosmith had announced the, you know, the, the Peace Out Farewell Tour, where mm-hmm. Joey Kramer is not going to be a part of it. But, uh, you know, there's talks that he will definitely be involved in, in the video aspect of, you know, you know, on the album covers and the videos, and and I had certain- heard that he he's in. So, oh yeah, now I'm, I'm I'm hearing it's uh, John Douglas is uh, is going to be out there, and uh, but while they will sort of carry a little bit of the Vegas show where they've got screens showing all the albums and you know clips or whatnot, it does include Joey Kramer, but just not in a live sense, and and that's something that I mean, and if, if anything, there's a motivation to the brand the band the brotherhood of rat and one of those guys is robin crosby who you know if you could call robin right now or think about what he would say about you guys getting back together i mean what what do you think because piercy says he talks to robin every day and 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 i believe that you know he spiritually talks to him in some way where he maybe looks for guidance or just says oh fucking robin if you only knew what was going on what do you think robin would say about the fact that uh, maybe there's a chance you guys can't get it together uh, in light of this release. He, Robin never got uh, anything from the, in, in, within the restraints of the band in that we weren't doing things. He was like, why can't we just, you know, do it? Why are we going to fight and talk and this and that? He would get frustrated. And him and I would always talk about that. I think him, really, in all honesty, him and I were the driving force business-wise, trying to keep things moving you know, in an accelerated way, you know, we were more motivated, I felt, and yeah. he felt the same way, and I think he would be going, I mean, dude, you're sitting on your ass, you want to make some money and make the fans happy, get up and let's go do this, we owe it to the fans, we owe it to ourselves, and that's, I know, is what he would say, and frankly, I, I did hear Steven say something about that somewhere, he just said, probably to me on the phone, but Robin, I, I have dreams. I mean, nightly, dude, I have rat dreams. They were rat mares <laughs> hardcore here for the long Yeah. It's just recently been like, okay, we're back on the road. Memories. You know, it's like old. Yeah, it's cool. You know, so Robin's been there a lot. And I always like that. I love Robin. I miss him. Let me let me ask you about this. On this uh, release coming out June 9th, and the, this is the Atlantic Years, uh, the five albums of uh, Rat. Um, is this an entirely remastered? And who did the remastering? Because uh, Bo Hill, I think, it produced at least the bulk, if not all five of these albums. But uh, but Bo Hill also, you know, was recently in the news, kind of saying out, out of uh, everybody that he had to deal with when recording Rat, he says, "Oh, he goes, well, Blotzer was my least favorite guy." And listen, I've been that least favorite guy in many <laughs> situations, so I sort of get it. It resonates with me. I'm curi- I'm curious your thoughts on that. Okay, well, it's real easy. Blow Hill is disliked by everybody in Rat. Everybody in all the bands, the big bands he's done, Warrant, uh, White Line, all these bands, they couldn't stand him. I mean, he is a dictator. Blow Hole is his name, because that's what he is, the Blow Hole. And the reason he singled me out on that is because my book, when that came out, I told the tale, the true story about him using 
the studio, our studio that we paid for, we had locked out. And he would insist that we were there at 10 in the morning, driving through LA traffic for me and Juan come from Redondo Beach and the other guys, you know, traipsing in from Hollywood, whatever. This was in Santa Monica and uh, the studio. And, you know, after we would leave, he would, we would go from 10 to 6. Then, then he would, we would all split. And then he would bring Fiona in there and, and record her record. And ah, I called yeah, him out on that in my book. And I'm sure he was like, shit. But I don't, you know, I don't give him. I, I appreciate his input and, and some of the things he did in this. But I also, you know, regret some of the things that we had to put up with with him. It wasn't, it was hard, you know. How, so. how much of a part of the sound do you think he is, though? Because, uh, you know, those albums, I mean, he, he has, just like Rat has a signature sound, Bo Hill has his signature production, and those two together are, you know, kind of as a fan synonymous. I mean, do you think he? I mean, do you think I, Rat would have sounded exactly the same with a with a, <laughs> with a Michael Wagner? I know Michael. I've known him for a very long time. I don't think Michael would have been geared properly for this band. And I don't want to even talk about Blow Hole anymore. Uh, <laughs> I've given him enough seconds here, you know. But to answer that question with a swoop. You know, he he was good with Stephen and driving the melodies and the lyrics into a better, you know, position for the song. Musically, he didn't do anything. He didn't, you know, he restricted me. He restricted somebody. You know, one, I just played, do, 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 you know, I mean, live, if you see people that are musically inclined and they can see what we do live or I, i'll speak for myself that i do live it's it's definitely outside of the box of the record you know because if i played the way i play live on the record it, it just didn't work for him and he would fight me on it and others for what they were doing it, it would be and then you look like the bad guy in the studio do we want to just play just do what he's asking blah, blah. <laughs> and so that's the way it came you know? sure. but it's still great you know the records are great and i'm proud of them and for what he gave, I appreciate it. And that's the last time I'm ever talking about him. Till my next book. <laughs> so when, no, when, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when this comes out, though, remastered, what, what you know? Are you aware of uh, what kind of tweaks happened to it? What you guys yeah, did? Yeah, of course. I was, I was getting those sent. Yeah, the same, um, same uh, engineer producer that did. I, I can't. His name is escaping me right now with all this Bo Hill talk. But uh, he just did the Iron Maiden, and he's done a lot of different remixes for, for a lot of different bands and uh yeah it's pretty trippy sounding it's uh way sharper if you will is that you know? Ke- is that kevin shirley i'm just kind of looking up something no here. it's not, it's not yeah. kevin shirley ah, okay don't press me on that because no worries i'll start racking my brain we'll be here for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah so you know uh, in the news lately, we go back to Motley a little bit, and and you know, and, and this kind of brings in all these bands from the heritage era of the Rats, the Warrants, the Motley Crews, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, where uh, you know Motley's out there battling, and, and they're doing a lot of PR right now, uh, showing that they don't play to tracks. And I, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, Rat, I don't think is a band that's ever had a tape machine on stage. Is that is that true? Well, we did one time, and it was disastrous um just for the horn section in way cool jr and you know 
Like there was an extended horn section part that was didn't make it onto the record on the cut. It was, you know, just in the. Uh, it's all through the song, but there's an extended exit of that song that wasn't, you know, put on the record. So we tried to do that, but it was in the stages of using tapes where it wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't in-ear monitors, so you could hear everything perfectly clear. And you know, it just—it was almost like somebody standing over there with their their reel to reel or their cassette player, and okay, when the chorus comes up, push this button. <laughs> and when the chorus is done, push pause. Yeah, yeah. And when the chorus comes back up, push play. So all of a sudden, you know, there would be we'd, it would overlap a little bit. And honestly, I went to, over the side of the stage one night in such disgust. I went up to the thing and broke it on the side of the stage. I said, we will never use this again. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about that is, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are, are forgiving of that, going, hey, well, you know, they're not going to bring the horn section out tonight. You know what I mean? It's it's the five guys, but they want to try and emulate something that's kind of cool. Um, you know, Motley's kind of battling right now that, you know, Tommy's not playing drums. Nicky's got his arms up in the air and his bass is still going. Vince holds the microphone out to the crowd, but yet there's still a vocal going on. You guys never had any kind of tape or tracks going on such as what they've been accused of, yeah? No, I just said that. The yeah, only okay. time we ever just, we ever had tape was for way cool junior horns. What I, you know? What are you, what are your thoughts on what's going on and what they're battling right now? And and uh, and and Mick Mars, you know, and the accusations from uh, him. They're not the same guys that I, you know, was so tight with. You know, especially Tommy and me. You know, were extraordinarily tight for many many years. They're different cats now. We all are. I guess you can say that. You know, but like. I could easily accept a, a call to and from or from him or whatever. These guys sort of just blockade everything of their past for whatever reason. I don't know. But I know how Nicky is and you know, he's a little, a little too cocky. You know, I mean, he's got a right to be to some degree, but, you know, not when it's uh, against people that, you know, he's known forever, especially with the McMarsh, although I don't know what's going on with that. It's not my business. I don't really care. I'm not a fan of Motley's. I couldn't listen to a song on the radio of theirs for even... If, if all of a sudden I hear a, a riff start of Motley, my hand is so fast <laughs> to that knob. And it's like, yeah. you know, But that's just me, you know. There's a lot of bands like that too, though. I mean, including rap, perhaps. But, you know, my... Lady and my kids will never let me turn around off the radio. That's for sure. But they get, they dig it, <laughs> and my friends do not thoughts on them. Well, I, you know, I feel in anticipation of this coming out, and you're talking about doing some press, and you know, it's 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 still a month away. I have a feeling when this comes out and you guys start speaking about it, you're going to be asked about it. You're going to be doing radio shows, podcasts, TV, whatever it is. I feel like that is going to be potentially, hopefully, the momentum for everybody to go, wow, okay, you know, the, the four guys that are there, you know, there's something here. There's something that means a little bit more than what our differences are. We, we're more together than we are different, and we should go out and celebrate this one last time, 40 years wow. next year. Who fills, not that it's possible, but who takes that that uh, stage, uh, I, I think it's stage right, who fills those shoes of uh, a Robin Crosby in a live sense, should Rat get back together in some way, shape, or form, uh, whether it's one-off or a tour next year? 
I want to say one thing, um, and I'll answer that question at the end of this. Sure. Personally, people, it's, it's a bummer because when I do interviews, there's so much recent, you know, disturbance in the force of rats that it kind of takes up a lot of the air in the room and talking about the life of rat, which was great. We had so much fun. I mean, we had way more fun than dysfunction. But somehow, and this circles back to your question and your point earlier about why is it you said, you know, Motley's out there and this and that and these, what other band, but it, I can't. You know, I think that for us somehow, we get obscured even in our own mouths, minds, hearts that this sucked. I'm sick of it. I can't fucking do it. It sucked. It sucked. It's like, but then we get together when there's been a, 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 a lull of not being around each other or something. And once we get together, it's so fun. You know, everybody remembers how much fun and funny and creatively satisfying that it is. So that after that travel, I forgot what you, your question was, sorry. Well, I was kind of curious, you know, Rat has always been a dual guitar band. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, without Robin there, I mean, does the Carlos Cavazo come back? I mean, any thoughts on that? I would that? think so. Carlos would probably be invited back if Warren would want him back. Uh, I I can see, I can see playing with Carlos, I guess, you know. Uh, I'd rather see Michael Shanker on that side of the stage. Um, that was pretty fiery with him and Warren up there, those two together was, especially at that point in time, you know, yeah. they were, on. Um, it was crazy. I mean, they were battling sure. every night. It yeah. was a battle. It was amazing. And I see clips from it now. I'm like, geez, man, that's, that's wild, you know, but that was a hard time too, you know, with Robin falling out of the picture and things were it just, you know, things weren't going as good as they had been on all the other tours. That's right. The, the footsteps of grunge, you know, we were in arenas, same arenas we headline every tour. You know, there'd be 15 to 18,000 seat arenas. And from that you'd look out there, there'd be, you know, 7,500, 8,000, 10,000. You know, it doesn't look good from the stage when you're seeing that. I'm sure, you know, people don't dig it either. They kind of feel for you. I, 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 would, I would guess. I know I do if I sure. see a band playing, they'll have, a, a, you know, a good draw that they want to represent. But, you know, that, so that was the kiss that led us to a five-year breakup. And after that, you know, we came out smoking. And um, it's up and down, man. It's feast or famine in rap. It's always been that way. Well, you know, Rock and roll has no rules, and you know there, there is no script, and you know there's no reason why you guys can't figure this out, and why this can't be figured out. Where somebody can just go, listen, we're all working on behalf of Rat, and that's not any one of the four guys that's there. Um, and I would like to propose the name of the next tour, and it would be called the Herding Rat Tour. You know, kind of like herding cats. We're going to hurt him rat tour. <laughs> and, but I, I listen, I feel in light of what is going to happen come June 9th when this gets released, um, I hope it doesn't get uh, shuffled out the door because the catalog is massive. And, yeah, uh, a, you know, there, there, really is, there really is no reason why to celebrate the catalog you guys 
put together and and Robin Crosby's involvement and you know just to help honor him and what he contributed and how important he is to the band and you know Piercy I feel like there's there's something there that there's some enough common ground that hey well, we figure it out well Robin again he put the band first and and I'm always in that on a level of you know loyalty to the band you know, I'm loyal to Rat the band. Yeah. That band encompasses the players in that band, and that's where Rob always was. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm very proud of what we did. I, I know I, I might not sound like it, you know, but I, I look at not many that stand up to Rat. That's for sure. And for Rat not to be on that top shelf and be on that stadium tour or whatever, it's it's ridiculous, you know, because we're somehow top shelf band, but yet we're kind of are arguing and our woes that we've suffered through have kind of just clicked us down, but we're not down where a lot of the bands now that are headlining, we're not down. I don't know. And I'm not talking crap on anybody, mind you, but I just, I want rat the entity, what it is to get its due, come back out with a big show, the way we used to do it, go out and conquer Kill and conquer. Well, you know, a lot of bands that have, uh, you know, the absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, and and the absence and the turmoil and, you know, the other stuff can can be bookend by this next release. And maybe it's one last world tour. And you guys go out there and, and do what Rat should be doing. I don't know. I'm rooting for it. I know. And I hope individually you guys are. And and, and maybe, maybe it'll come together. It would be a nice way to bookend a career that's had ups and downs and music that has been kick. You know, I was spinning songs leading up to the interview. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I remember. Th- yeah, that's a great tune. I can picture the video without even seeing it in my head, hearing the song, the body talk. And I, I feel like everybody else feels the same way. So if the band realizes that the passion of the fans is as big as it is and how big it will be come June 9th, Maybe there's some motivation for everybody to take the gloves off and uh, put the instruments well, on. Well, everybody's got to be reasonable, and that's the problem that we've had. They're not yeah. reasonable. It's like a, you know, a, a situation where everybody's fighting for just their way or their thing. You know what I mean? No, I don't. But you know, in the meantime, I'll be out on the golf course with a bunch of crickets and <laughs> peeing it up and going to the lake and. Uh, you know, whatever. I just kind of mosey around. <laughs> right on. Well, I, listen, I appreciate you you coming on my show and, and talking about that and talking about that release coming out. June 9th, uh, Rhino BMG, The Atlantic Thanks. Years. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, the remasters. Hey, just real quick before we let you go, did you, uh, you, you follow along with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Any thoughts on who got inducted? Looks like uh, Iron Maiden got snubbed and... Everybody's I all mean, up in arms. This is like a broken record. <laughs> right? Every year Isn't it? <laughs> we have to hear people bitching and complaining. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I want everybody to get in except for the ones that shouldn't be. They're under that banner, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson. I thought that means that they're not great in their own right for their you know, followers and their camp of music. But they're not rock and roll. So... I think they should change that name for sure to the Music Hall of Fame because it's too widespread to be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, you know, us guys in our 
league unless you're absolute, you know, hugely just like top of the pops, you know, you're not getting in. But Iron Maiden draws, you know, millions of people on their tours. And uh, there's people that you just shake your head. And there's other great, great bands that haven't made it in. I mean, Chicago's not in there. I, I could go down the list, but sure, I, sure. you know, I should. If I'd have known this question was coming, I, I would have prepared a list for you. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just curious on your thoughts about it because you know everybody, like you said, every year goes up in arms about it. It's like, listen, if if the Rock Hall of Fame discredits itself by who it nominates, then it's not a big deal because it's already it's discrediting itself. You know, so. Who cares? But uh, yeah, you know, that that uh, list got submitted today and everybody's all crazy about it. But uh, I'm just curious what your thoughts well, are. Well, until Anvil gets in there, there's no justice, okay? So <laughs> all right. that's all I can say. All right, brother. I love you, man. And love you too, man. Anybody here this, you're awesome. We'll see you soon. Thanks for coming Cheers. on. Bobby Blotzer from Rat. And uh, we talked uh, Atlantic years and what it might take to get the band back together in a live fashion. And maybe... It is that right manager. We don't know who that manager is, but uh, maybe he's out there and he can get them together and they will be out uh, on tour celebrating 40 years of Wanted Man. This, that, and the other radio show, Dirty Radio.fm, Channel 2, Dirty Radio Classics. My name is Troy Patrick Fair. I want to thank Bobby Blotzer from Rat. From Rat. Here's a little way cool, Jr. Bobby Blotzer from Rat was on this, that, and the other radio show. You can always find my show at drummertroy.com. You can also find the archives. Uh, it goes to On Demand and Podcast after it replays. You know, I try to get the interviews and whatnots typically after Saturday. Uh, and then you can go uh, check them out on your own time. Playing the, the biggest, biggest rock, rock bands of all time. Dirty Radio Classics. Hey, it's Troy Patrick Farrell from This, That, and the Other radio show. Tune in to This, That, and the Other every Wednesday live from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here only at Dirty Radio Classics.